0: Welcome to the IASA Podcast Network. I am Rich Volz, the Associate Director of the Illinois Association of School Administrators. Today, our guest is Dr. Paul Enderlee, Superintendent of Oakland Hometown School District number 123. The topic of this podcast is increasing the engagement of culturally diverse families. Good morning, Dr. Enderley. Please tell our listeners about yourself and your school district.
1: Good morning, Rich. I appreciate you having me this morning. It's uh, it's always exciting to talk shop with, uh, with other educators around the state. Uh, my name is Paul Enderly. I have been the superintendent in Oakland Hometown School District 123 uh, over the past six years. Um, I've had the pleasure of uh, working here in um, this community for the past 16 years, my first 10 years as uh, a principal at Oakland Hometown Middle School. Um, I uh, am married to my wife, Amy. Uh, We reside right here in the Oakland hometown uh, community. Uh, We have three boys, uh, Peyton, Joe, and Nathan. Uh, It's been a wonderful blessing for me to be able to have the unique opportunity to be born and raised in this community and to have a chance to uh, also be a school leader. Uh, in the community, I know that's sometimes unique, but it's something that uh, I greatly uh, value, and uh, I'm just honored to be able to to be here, uh, close to where I grew up, and to be immersed in in this uh, wonderful community of ours.
0: So, how do you define culturally diverse families in your school district?
1: Sure, I think um, uh, there's a there's many aspects that go into defining um, culture. Um, I think for, for this purpose, um, you know, our efforts are generally targeted to those families um, that have a, a language other than English spoken in the home. Um, you know, many of these families have students who have been identified as uh, English learners, but I think it even steps beyond that um, in many ways. Um, but when when you think about, I guess, a definition, when I circle back to thinking about a definition of um Culturally diverse families. I think um, you know instead of a a singular definition, I think it's it's more about mindset. I think it's about uh, a mindset that uh, your school system um, embraces uh, around how we approach uh, cultural diversity. And I think you know, like many um, uh, initiatives you have in a school system, it really starts at the leadership level, um, you know, namely with our Board of Education. And, um, you know, I think our Board of Education is one, we just, um, uh, we're we're just starting a new strategic plan. We took an entire year and we crafted a new strategic plan last year that really began by um, engaging our community and having a number of focus group conversations, community surveys, um, ways to capture as much uh, feedback and input as we can into the plan. And one of the things that we heard from our community across um, across many areas is how much our community really values uh, the diversity within our community. And it's caused us to change our vision statement, which really drives us to embrace diversity um, within our community. Um, our community is also uh, Spoken uh, and, and react that they 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 like having voice, and they like having structures that um, empower them to make decisions with the school system as well. So so I think it starts uh, with a mindset from uh, the board of education, from the leadership that gets um, solely infused into our system at many different levels. But going back to your original question, Rich, on definition, I really think um, you know it's about a, a mindset of of being welcoming, uh, a mindset of being helpful. Um, um, I I think the second element is to see the child and the family as an opportunity and to see diversity as an opportunity, not as a challenge, Um, especially when we throw in um, multiple languages. Sometimes I think the thought is that, that communicating is a challenge and I think we have to turn that and, and think of um, those things that as, as opportunities. And, um, you know, finally, just um, embracing the, the idea that as an institute of education, our primary goal is to learn about each other and is to, to learn about um, the people and the, um, the cultures that make up our community. Um, We have a a part of our strategic plan not only drives us to really focus on open communication, and when we talk about open communication, we kind of define that as two-way communication, not just the district pushing things out or um, having a website that can be translated in multiple languages or even a... um, uh, you know, different brochures that get translated. But um, this idea that when we communicate, we want it to be two-way. We want to be able to provide information and then offer people an opportunity to, to, to respond back. So, so I think it really, it lends itself to this idea that we, we must constantly be looking outward as a district. So instead of pulling people to us, I think our mindset has to be one where we're looking outward um, to people to, to kind of pull them um, ultimately, um, you know, in the right direction. But I, 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 definition-wise, that was a, was a hard question to define, but I think it's about a mindset of being welcoming, um, you know, seeing diversity as an opportunity, and ultimately um, leveraging, you know, education to learn as much as we can about one another.
0: So how does engagement differ with this group than with other groups? Well, I think um, different cultures have different beliefs and
1: understandings um, uh, about the role that, that parents and families play um, in education. Um, you know, typically we encourage our families to take a very active role um, in, in education. However, in, in different cultures, sometimes this is not necessarily the norm. Um, and that could impact the level of comfort sometimes parents feel um in engaging with the school, um, you know, as well as you know, uh, anytime language impacts that communication uh, with teachers or with the school staff, it also could potentially you know raise uh, levels of discomfort for parents, which you know may ultimately you know discourage them uh, from engaging. So I think those are some of the um, the opportunities then we have to try to make sure that we reach out to, you know, as many of our families as possible to uh, gauge their comfort level and to make them uh, feel welcome within our system.
0: So how did you communicate differently with these culturally diverse groups compared to before this new initiative?
1: Yes, we, um, you know, we always try to make communications available in multiple languages as much as possible. Whether that be through our, our written translations, through um, you know uh, easy access to our websites, to phone interpretation, um, we have a number of parent liaisons um, in each of our schools that uh, speak um, you know other language languages other than English. We try to make sure that those parent liaisons remain um, um, accessible and connected. Um, to our school systems um, as well as reach out to the community at different uh, levels. We um, uh, we hired a English language uh, director of English language learning a number of years ago to help us head that out um, with with a key expectation of you know family engagement being a priority uh, for us during during these situations. Anytime we have an internal structure, whether it be a uh, family night, we have a parent university program um, through our family conference structures. We always try to have interpreters um, available. Uh, We try to use multilingual signage when we can. And, um, you know, with a focus on hiring, we always um, seek to try to, you know, balance the diversity of our community, of our student community with that of our staff, even though that's, that, that is a challenge that we, we do face. We, we try to, as much as, as possible, increase the, um, uh, increase the bilingual ability of our faculty and staff when, when we can.
0: How did you educate, involve, and empower people in this engagement?
1: Sure. Um, well, we, 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 we go out to them and we invite them in. We try to do a little bit of both. We did develop a bilingual advisory council a couple of years ago um, through the direction of some, some of our district leadership um, to, to get people around the table, um, to build relationships, to, to celebrate our diversity. Um, each of those meetings usually starts uh, with, with a meal together. We feel like when we break bread together, uh, we become closer and we, we, we have different people who volunteer to bring in food, and we really try to celebrate things. We try to make it very um, uh, positive for the children as well, and we try to do things uh, with the children that you know engage them to come to the table and uh, engage our families to do the same. Um, our next step with that is we're trying to, after doing that now for two years, is to, to get this group that we have currently of about 30 or 40 families um, to get them to start self-governing themselves a little bit and we know that's another uh challenge that we're gonna you know face but um you know our goal is to you know within a year or two have them uh develop their own governance structure um to discuss uh you know ways to continue to get families and, and to bring them into um into our school system um so so we have used some some structures such as that we have a parent university program that we offer our families each year um, to, to bring families in, sometimes to go out and to, to engage them. We have a state of the district dinner process uh, every February where we invite the entire community to dinner, and we just talk about current initiatives. We use it as an opportunity to empower people. We have talking circles and talking groups at those um, those events so that people could provide uh, the school system both input um, and, and feedback um relative to the different initiatives and things we're trying to do as a school system. Uh, we, we've done a number of, of different things um, to help better empower and engage this, this group of folks in our, in our school system. Uh, our middle school holds an international fest every year for our students where families are invited to come in and um, educate us all on um, their culture. Um, their country's backgrounds. Uh, we've had those uh, that type of fest happen in a number of our schools as well. Um, a lot of our elementary schools have a unity day um, where we come together and, again, we, we celebrate our diversity in, in a positive way. Uh, and, of course, we invite our parents to come in and be uh, full participants um, in that as well. So we have a lot of, a lot of layers that we use um, but we really try to, um, in order to understand other people and their backgrounds and where they come from, we, um, we try to uh, create a mindset where we want to learn more uh, about these cultures. And we try to create systems and structures within our district that allow families to come in and educate us to learn more about
0: each other. So this next question kind of has two parts. Did your district have a data measurement for engagement prior to this initiative? And if you did, have you been able to document how much it has increased?
1: Actually, you know, we we didn't. Um, We we didn't really have a data measure um, in the past. We're starting to look at that now. And we're obviously, we we always track um, participation rates When it comes to any type of uh, a family engagement initiative that we we launch as a school system, you know, sometimes those rates could be misleading. Um, Sometimes there could be certain elements that stop families from coming in or even if we were to do an event outside of the district, stop families from coming to that. So we do track participation rates. And we try to keep that. And I would say that now we've got about two years of data uh, that track, you know, how many people are coming to, to the table. I don't, we're not necessarily seeing significant increases, um, you know, in numbers, but I think it's, um, um, you know, our next step is to really, you know, we've been doing a, you um, a staff engagement survey for the past two years that's really helped us better understand the engagement level and the satisfaction level of our our staff i think we need to our next step with this since you know we're still kind of novices at this is to really look at a, a parent engagement um, survey or focus group process where we can you know continue to continuously correct co- collect input and and feedback from our families um, to really see their satisfaction rates and to really gauge how, how engaged and empowered they feel.
0: So how does this family engagement affect student growth and or achievement in your schools?
1: I, you know, I think that they're, they're synonymous. I think, um, you know, any high-performing school system, uh, if you reach out to any high-performing school system, one of the key components uh, research would say is that they have engaged families. And um, we take that very seriously in District 123. We feel that, um, you know, engaged families are engaged students and engaged students have engaged families. So we try to do that at at various levels, um, you know, in our system. Um, We have seen, um, you know, upticks in our um, EL uh, exit rate Um, since 2017 when we started focusing on that. Um, our access test um, exit rate increased from 6.5% to 10.5% currently, um, you know, based on, you know, some data uh, that we collect, um, um, we've seen that, um, we've seen an uptick in our um, ESL families reading to children at night. Um, we've seen that increase by 10% over the past uh, two years. We we have started an adult ESL program Um and we invite children into that as well so that as, uh, as parents are getting um, some support uh, with English language, um, their children are coming in and getting dual support as well. And we're seeing a lot of incre- uh, achievement increases with that um, cohort group of kids um, whose families are engaging in the ESL program um, and, and they're getting supplementary, supplementary support that way.
0: So, what staff was involved in this process?
1: Rich, it's it's everybody. Uh, this is not something that is just um, siloed into English language learners. We we have done a number of of trainings with uh, diversity trainings with staff at various levels. We've um, uh, we obviously do a lot of work with our EL teachers and with our paraprofessionals. Our parent liaisons get specific training connected to. Um, um, inclusionary practices, we've worked really hard actually with some of our support staff and our office staff at each of our schools, um, uh, just you know, typical um, things connected to um, uh, what you would deem um, customer um, appreciation, customer service training, um, just to make sure that as people enter our, each of our schools, they feel welcome, they feel attended to, they feel like they have someone there who who will listen to them and help provide them the information that that they're looking for. So it's really happening at all levels. I think I said earlier, you know, this is something that has been triggered from our strategic plan, and even though we started down this pathway a couple years ago, we're not in any. Um, sense done with it. It's something that our new strategic plan through some of the work that we're going to be doing with open communication and community spirit um, will continue to live on at all levels of our school system.
0: So how do you measure success of an initiative such as this? You know, I
1: I think part of it is um, um, having people, you know, in our system that, um, that remain, you know, in our school system. You know, our Our school system over the past four or five years has seen about a five to six percent increase in enrollment. Um, Our mobility numbers are, you know, uh, are lower um, than they were 10, 15 years ago. So I feel like people um, um, enjoy um, being in the district. I feel like, um, you know, we're seeing our enrollment remain relatively stable or increase, you know, a little bit more than it has been in the past. Um, and I do think that that idea of measuring success is one that we have to still figure out. And that's something that, you know, connected to our new strategic plan, it kind of calls us to do a little bit of a better job with that. I, you know, I think I stated earlier, uh, later that, um, we do want to work on some type of, a annual parent engagement survey. I mean, obviously we have some five essentials data, um, but we really want to, um, we want to make feedback and input less about pushing buttons and more about conversations. So I think, you know, in years to come, we're going to be creating structures that get more people around the table and really help kind of capture their feedback and input from a dialogue, um, uh, standpoint to really drive and, and move our thinking forward.
0: So what closing comments would you have on your topic today? You know, you know,
1: I did, I think, um, You know, we, we look at our uh, school district as a community. And, um, I think every community has certain layers of diversity. And I think those are, um, things that school systems need to really focus on, um, celebrating, but, but it's really more about that. It's, it's about, again, that mindset of, um, seeing each child in each family, um, as an opportunity. And to really um, force yourself to look outward and to um, use education to learn as much as you can uh, about the people you're serving. I think that's, that's always step one, that you, you not only have to know yourself and know um, what resources you have, but I think you have to know um, the people who you serve. And I think it's really important to make sure that um, as you create systems and structures, um, you do so in ways to to learn as much as you can about people um, and who they are and what their backgrounds are. And I think that could really serve as a, a wonderful advantage um, to any school system.
0: Well, I'd like to thank you, Dr. Underlee, for participating in our IASA podcast network and giving some really good ideas for districts that are lurking, looking to communicate better with their culturally diverse families.
1: Well, thank you, Rich, it was my pleasure.